old franchise. Welcome to Franchise Buys Games, that's been described as the Chinese democracy of gaming podcasts. Been touted for best part of six to nine months, uh, with no sign of it on the horizon. Much like, I mean, this is a gaming podcast, you could compare it to that of The Last Guardian. Is this The Last Guardian of gaming podcasts? If you're here, boys and girls, right now, listening to this, the pilot episode of Franchise Buys Games, hashtag Franchise Buys Games, you will know me as the 33-year-old small boy from the Happy Accident podcast, or possibly you're here from the early days of that uh, fabled, failed YouTube career. Uh, Essentially, it's a one-man show, it's just me, me and an iPad, and uh, a lot of wasted cash. I say wasted cash, it's cash invested, invested in small hourly chunks of the games. I am a 33-year-old man, I am much like all of you out there working at the minute. Not all of you, you know, some of you don't. I've got no problem with that. If you, you know, you might not be able to. They may me no jobs. They took our jobs. I do work, so the time I spend gaming isn't uh, isn't as long as I'd like it to be. It's gone are the days of the seven to eight hour gaming sessions. Uh, the body clock did catch up with us, probably around my thirtieth year on planet Earth, and getting till three four o'clock in the morning seems like a pipe dream. No, uh, I do enjoy that that good bed, but franchise hashtag franchise likes bed. Which wouldn't make for a good podcast, really. If you are here because you've heard us on the Happy Accident podcast, or you are back all OG, old school from that failed YouTube career, you can expect more of the same, really. More of the same. I just get to talk about games that I've been buying on here. My favourite hobby, among other things, but my favourite hobby is probably buying stuff. And of that stuff, I've got a a real passion, a real passion for that there, that there games, that there video games, that there, you know, board games. I'm I'm no stranger to a board game or two. Uh, if you'd seen me Kickstarter history, that's a bit disgusting. Board game abound. Buy them, play them once, put them on the shelf, and there they will stay, looking beautiful and crying out for attention, much like most other things in my mess of a life boys and girls I don't have a co-host to bounce off I'm not recording on video yet this isn't a YouTube show yet you are listening to the pilot this is a little rough around the edges essentially what I wanted to do was bring you in tell you what the whole podcast was going to be about in my eyes and uh, essentially the games I buy I'd like to talk about them I'd like to talk about them I'm not a reviewer I'm not a games journalist if, the, if those are the things that you're looking for, please look elsewhere, because I'm not. What I'd like to think, I'd like to think maybe one day, with your help, all franchise could be classed as maybe an influencer? Hmm? Hmm? The Influenza? That's a new nickname. I'll carry that one over to the Happy Accident. You should check that out, by the way. Happy Accident Podcast. Best podcast in the world. The Influenza. Old franchise, I like the sound of that. What I have been buying. Now, you probably would say you've picked the worst time to start a gaming podcast. Because this is that time of year. That lull. That quiet time when you're not you're not hit with the AAA or even the AA exclusives. The, the multi-platform releases. The, they're not there this time of year. But, however, 
I've got four games on my list that I want to talk about today. Four games. This is the pilot. I'm not going to go into great detail. I just want to spill some thoughts. Spill some thoughts on these games and maybe influence you to either get involved or not get involved as the case may be. I might buy it and I might fucking hate it. I did forget to mention. I do have a bit of a potty mouth. If uh, you've ignored the explicit content label on that podcast, be it on your head. Be it on your head. Fold potty mouth. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Or Dragon Ball Fighters. Now, for me, this debate over this name, it's people are calling it Dragon Ball Fighters. Right? Fair dues. I'm down for that. I get why you would think that. But it's not called Dragon Balls. It's called Dragon Ball Z. See what I mean? There's a there's a flip side to this mess. There's a, a whole flip side to this mess. I'm going to call it Dragon Ball Fighter Z, And I don't give a damn. Who tells me otherwise? Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, true. True to the anime. I was a big fan of the anime growing up. Cartoon Network. Me and uh, old nice guy Johnny used to race home from school. Our little, our little uniforms on. Our little blazers. Take the tie off. Cast it aside. Plonk them young butts down in front of that TV. Cartoon Network. Flick Dragon Ball. Well, let's call it uh, Dragon Balls. We used to sit down in front of Dragon Balls uh, for a good half an hour episode. Uh, and then once every six months would get a half an hour episode where somebody would actually do something other than talk. But the art style, everything just drew you in back then. That, it was a fantastically created universe. And just like, everyone was just on roids. And there was aliens, and the aliens were on roids. And then there's like, oh, he's a giant monkey, but he's not a giant monkey. And his hair goes gold, and he's fucking on roids with gold hair. And then he just screams a lot. It was just, a lot of that spoke to a young franchise. Um, A fat young franchise with poor hair. Um, Those titties, though. Big old titties. I was out of shape. I don't know if, you, if I'm painting the picture for you, but I was out of shape. Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters A remains true to the uh, the source material in a way uh, that the art style uh, you essentially control in the cartoon is beautifully, beautifully crafted. Beautifully crafted. Looks stunning. I've heard it on other gaming podcasts um, quoted that people who aren't fans of the anime or have ne- weren't even aware of the anime or manga, is it anime or is it manga? I don't even know the fucking difference if I'm honest. I'm just going to call it anime. See, cause, like, Giver. Giver, I would say, was manga. Like, Dragon Ball's anime. Is manga, like, the adult anime? I don't know. If you are a fan of either and can tell old franchise the difference between the two, feel free to drop us a, drop us a cheeky little tweet on Twitter. It's at the franchise. Um, please feel free to start a tweet with your influenza. I'll, I'd quite enjoy that but anyway the art style itself looks fucking phenomenal and as I was saying before I went off on a wild tangent people who aren't fans of the anime have been turned to the anime because the game is so pretty and they're like actually this game's fucking awesome like I might I might have a double now I have doubled of late I haven't watched any of the series of late and other series got rebooted and it's like Dragon Balls, Dragon Balls Super, or Dragon Balls GT, or something along them lines, but 
I did jump in on them, uh, them feature length Blu-rays Battle of F Resurrection F and Battle of the Gods I, I bought them because franchise doesn't just buy games bear that in mind just bear that in mind franchise doesn't buy anything you fucking tell them to if you if I'm in a shop and you want to sell me a fucking tortoise food at the till well you don't even have to try hard do I have a tortoise not yet do you want to sell us a tortoise I might be in the market for one I might although nah probably not I've heard that they're just covered in salmonella I don't know if that's true I don't know if there's any truth in that but like it's just salmonella with legs salmonella with legs uh, and if treated correctly and exposed to the right type of ooze you got a tiny little ninja on your hands and what could you do with a tiny ninja tortoise not much until he got into his teenage years I'd imagine but anyway that's a story for another time what was I talking about? Dragon Balls. Dragon Dragon Ball Fighters. It's a phenomenal game. I started the campaign. Uh, it, it, do you know what it is? You know when you watch fighter games, like if you watch people playing fighter games, beat 'em ups, I believe they call them. I've never been a big. I've never been very successful in that realm. Obviously, there was the Tekken years. There was the formative Tekken years where you hear fucking fight me with Eddie Gordo. I am gonna. I'm going to beat you with three moves. I'm going to take those three moves that are enough Eddie Gordo. I'm going to spam them. I'm going to spam them until you're dead from it. Go, throw back even further than that. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I'm picking Dal's in. I'm pressing crouch and I'm pressing punch. Getting the old stretchy arms and I'm punching the knees. I'm going to repeatedly punch you in the knees until you die from it. You want another throwback? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Raiden. Raiden on the joystick, back, back, forward. That motherfucker would fly across the screen, palm punch him in the chest, and I would do that move repeatedly until you died from it. It wasn't until my later years did double and bat into like I think it was Street Fighter Four, uh, and Injustice started started doubling in them and getting a bit more serious about me beat 'em up, starting to try and whip them combos out. Uh, Injustice, what a fucking fighting game that is, by the way. More for the campaign than anything else, but story for another time. The, uh, what was I talking about? Why is, why solo podcast was never a good idea? Because my love of games has rivaled only for my love of hearing myself talk. Um, fighting games, hi, not a big, I'm not very proficient at the beat em up, right? I wouldn't class the likes of WWE, the WWE series, I wouldn't class them as beat em ups. I don't know why, I just wouldn't. I'd call it a wrestling sim. Of which I am proficient. Uh, UFC games, which we are going to get into a little bit later on, proficient in them also. However, you, you, what you would call your classic beat 'em up, your Street Fighter, your Marvel vs. Capcom, your Mortal Kombat, not proficient, sir. No, not proficient at all. Dragon Ball has such an easy learning curve. You don't have to be proficient at all, and even if you are spamming the buttons, you're probably doing it right anyway. You probably spamming just as much as the other person who's a pro. It's just knowing which order to spam them in. The the, the animations look amazing. The the, the fucking the, the, the art style's phenomenal. It plays smooth. You don't have to be a pro to jump in and bash people about. Uh, the campaign, I did jump in. Very true to the source material. Every six hours I get to fight somebody. I've got to sit through the original Japanese dialogue. Uh, with subtitles, I'd, I wouldn't mind if if there was an option to just put. And I know this is going to probably piss off some Dragon Balls, Dragon Balls fans. The, the 
what they're called, like the diehards, the diehard Dragon Balls, who are like, no, no, if you want a true Dragon Ball experience, it has to be Japanese, the real Japanese cast. Not for me. Not for me, sir. I never watched it in Japanese. For me, I was an OG Dragon Ball fan. I was there. Half an hour every day, Cartoon Network. I was there. Eating two crispy pancakes and a Chicago Town Microwave pizza. Pouch them while I'm watching Dragon Ball. And then have me tea. You know, it's a wonder I never looked like a little Gohan or a little little Gotenks. You know what I mean? It's a wonder. I did look like a little boo. Like a little margin boo. Just fat as fuck with a load of crispy pancakes hanging off my face. I would recommend you buy, uh, buy it. If you're a fan of fighters. If you're not a fan of fighters but you do like anime. I'd probably recommend you buy that as well. If not, whatever. You know what I mean? <sighs> kind of plays everyone all the time. If you're not a fan of beat-em-ups or anime, probably don't even bother. Don't even bother. Another game that I want to move on to swiftly mentioned it there that franchise has been buying games this month despite the despite the the seasonal lull that you come to expect there's been a few there's been a few biggins so UFC 3 is the next one I wanted to talk to you about that I've been buying and I've been involved in UFC 3 changed the game up from UFC 1 and UFC 2 now UFC 1 didn't spend a lot of time with it thought it was cool for local multiplayer uh, online with people I knew like old nice guy Johnny if you're a fan of a, if you're a fan of the happy accident you know who nice guy Johnny is if not he's a he's a, a childhood friend go way back brother from another mother and all that shit me and him used to do some uh, multiplayer bash each other about but never really took it too seriously uh, UFC 2 changed the game up a bit took it to that next level so all franchise did all franchise started messing about online you know started bashing people online didn't block ever got a a nice little win loss record of probably 3 wins to 36 losses and it wasn't until the 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 lady who shares the house with me who does all my graphic design I refer to her as the living graphic designer she uh she was sitting watching me play UFC 2 a couple of years back and she thought you know this lad's this lad's not blocking a, a single thing so we should vocalise that she says you know you're not you're not blocking, is there, is there a reason? Is there a reason you're not blocking? Is there, is there a particular benefit to not blocking in combat sports? And I thought, well, no, there's no benefit, but, like, look at this look at this wicked head movement I'm doing right now. Look at this look at this bobbing and weaving I'm doing right now. Like, I'm going to fucking knock fools out, and I'm going to do it while I'm bobbing and weaving. I mean, the win-loss record spoke for itself on UFC 2, and it wasn't until she left the room and I started blocking that it actually became half decent on UFC 2 UFC 3 dropped and I thought I'm going to go in I'm going to go in strong I'm not going to do the career I've got zero interest in any game that makes me do a career where I have to create myself and then start from the bottom not my bag not my bag franchise buys games plays them for an hour and they go on the shelf I haven't got an hour to give you of me creating myself and being shit like, I want to pick somebody. I want to pick an established fighter. I want to get in there. And I want to wobble some jaws. I want to knock some spit off people's chins. And it's... Uh, so I jumps in. Jumps straight online. I'm not bothered about Ultimate Team. I don't particularly understand how Ultimate Team works in a, a one-on-one fighting situation. Is your Ultimate Team, like, you've got to make your corner team as well. Like, you've got to buy packs to open up, like, Johnny... 
Johnny Bozo, the best cut man in the business. You've got him on your team. No, I don't understand how that works. And I don't even know if Johnny Bozo is a real person. And if he is, fucking hell, what a name. Big Johnny Bozo. Anyway, jumps online. This time I'm like, right, I'm going to take everything I learned from UFC 2. I'm going to apply it to UFC 3. Found them block buttons straight away. Goes in. I'm blocking. I'm swinging wildly. I'm blocking hits coming top. I'm blocking hits coming mid. I'm just throwing ridiculous kicks as hard and as often as I can. UFC 3 changed the game up though and now it's more of a stamina management game. So what I was doing was blocking everything, throwing everything I had in the opening 10 seconds, uh, having no stamina, and then getting knocked out, son. Getting knocked the fuck out. And then the records started to look a little bit like that UFC 2 record. Five wins, 17 losses. And it was only at that point I thought I should probably start managing the stamina game, eh? Like, so anyway, I did. I managed that stamina game. Like a boss. Uh, pulled that pulled that record back, by the way. Pulled it right back. Start getting wins under my belt. Start getting title shots. Won a title shot. I was streaming that at the time. All franchise streams from time to time. Hashtag the dream stream. Often seen online with uh, fellow gamer and confidant powerful young James Campbell, who I may get on this podcast at some point, you know, I was uh, streaming, I streamed my journey from nowhere to somewhere, earned a title shot, won the title, defended it three times, and then, and then, EA Sports, if you're listening to me right now, which you're probably not, if anybody knows anybody in EA, and you can just feed this back to EA, what the fucking hell are you playing out with them leg kicks? Are you mental? Have you gone mental? I can get kicked full force in the head ten times and I can still finish the round. I get leg kicked four times and my legs like broke. I've lost four fights now because I was battering someone and then he just turned around and just went, I'm going to lose this fight if I don't do something drastic. So I'm just going to repeatedly leg kick this lad. And, like, I'm used to blocking my head, and I'm used to blocking my midsection. Every time I try and block my legs, it hardly fucking works. And I just get leg kicked to death. To death. Fucking leg kicks. Who who gets a fight stopped? How many, how many actual UFC fights have you watched? How many headliners, how many barn burners have you watched? Where all it was was one of them kicking the other one and the leg repeatedly if you're skilled at UFC 3 and you're going to batter us about the head and you're going to batter us about the midsection and you're going to hire your leg kick in for good measure fair play to you you're obviously awesome at UFC 3 you're attacking every part of my body if I'm beating the living snot out of you I've got you up against the cage you're going for takedowns I'm stuffing them I'm stuffing them and I'm landing big shots I've got that stamina management nailed I'm watching you Burn through your stamina, and I'm picking that one shot that's putting you on your ass every time. If you then turn round and repeatedly, violently kick me in the shin, and I lose because of that, that's the type of shit that makes me never want to play you again. That's the type of shit that makes me want to get that disc, take it out, take it into the uh, the workshop, jam that bad boy in a vice, get some nice of that that nice premium wire wool. And just, just go to town. Just go to town. Just really take off the entire the entire readable surface of the game. Just just fucking 
erase, erase the data, because them leg kicks, them fucking leg kicks, enough said about them leg kicks, EA Sports, sort your leg kicks out, if you sort your leg kicks out, I'll, I'll go back, I'll go back and I'll win another belt, and I'll defend that belt, if however, you don't sort your leg kicks out, and everybody's firing these fucking double barrel sawn off shotgun power leg kicks at my shins that that takes out the game I've got no interest none you have lost me sir and that's a shame because I was really fucking enjoying UFC really enjoying it what else have I been buying I hear you ask hashtag franchise buys games but you've only talked about two hang on a minute hang on I've got another two for you and then a board game that came from Kickstarter Uh, Shadow of the Colossus anyone anyone Shadow of the Colossus had a full rebuild for PlayStation 4 and by golly that is a stunning piece of work that is nothing short of art right there I was around for the first time I was there when the Shadow dropped the first time no nice guy Johnny introduced me to Shadow of the Colossus I didn't it wasn't even on my radar back in the day and nice guy Johnny pitched to me it's a game where it's like a big open world I'm like right I'm in you've got a horse yeah I'm in Bone arrow. I fucking love a bone arrow. I mean, who doesn't? I'm I'm still in. You've got a sword. Who the fuck doesn't love a sword? You know what I mean? Arguably the most exquisite of all handheld weaponry, the sword. I mean, you find me a fantasy franchise that doesn't have a sword in it. I mean, apart from, like, obvious sci-fi ones like Blade Runner and that. But you find me a successful franchise that hasn't got some form of sword. Even if it's just hanging on the wall. Uh... And I'll find you a priest that doesn't touch young boys. <laughs> anyway, the Shadow of the Colossus wasn't on my radar. And then he told us all those things and I was in. And I was like, so what's the enemies? He's like, oh, well, there is none really other than the Colossus. I was like, eh? You ride around an empty open world? sort of nonsense is this? Who wants an empty open world? You know what had an empty open world? Mafia 3. And look what happened to that. Mafia 3 developer. Massive, massive layoffs. Um, that's horrific, by the way. Horrific for everyone involved. Uh, I hope they all find work elsewhere. But Shadow of the Colossus nailed that empty open world. Uh, you just ride around soaking it all in. And the the fucking landscapes, the the biomes that you're travelling through, whether it be a desert or whether it be like forest, they were all they were all even though there was nothing in them, they felt very much alive and they felt very much like you were always on a path. It was always quite linear. But still, what a fucking game back then and even now I mean it's not it's not without its issues they've rebuilt it and they've redone all the control scheme um, but still there's something amiss there's something amiss with that control scheme it's not it's not tight it's not tight you know how I'd, you know how we like it tight am I right am I right friends we like it tight no okay but the the game itself still brilliant, still, and I've got a lot of memories. I've got a lot of what I found. I've got a lot of muscle memory when it came to Shadow of the Colossus. I think it made that much of an impact the first time round when I was coming up against first, second, third, fourth, fifth Colossus. I was just in my mind, I was like, well, I know what I've got to do here, and it didn't detract from the game at all. I didn't feel like I was going through the motions. You know, when you get a demo of the first hour and you play that first hour, and you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that because when the game drops, I'm gonna have to do all that again. It didn't feel like that. I felt, I felt like I was reliving it for the first time because it was beautiful absolutely stunning without doubt and uh, uh, there's a few people picked up on that control scheme I've seen it I've seen 
I've seen word bandying about the internet that the control schemes rubbed some people up the wrong way, and you kind of you kind of blame them being beautiful, but not controlling well. Yeah, it's, it's not a winning formula. I mean, the game will still fucking shift. I haven't I haven't seen the numbers. I don't know what it's sold, uh, but I can I can only imagine it's sold fucking gangbusters. But uh, Shadow of the Colossus, another one on the list. And last, but by no means least, Capcom, you motherfuckers. Capcom have just sold me, essentially, heroin. Heroin is in a game. Straight up China Brown. Is it China Brown or China Black? What do you call heroin? China Black? China Brown? We'll call it Japan Brown. Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World. Jesus Christ, what, what a game, what a game, I, this isn't my first time at the dance when it comes to Monster Hunter, and never has it got a token like this, Wii U, I had a Monster Hunter on there, I'm sure I've got one for the DS, Not nah, nothing, didn't resonate at all, didn't resonate at all, then they come out the, come out the fucking, come out swinging with World, Jesus, again another one, I mean you've got your issues, you've got your issues, just let me join somebody's world, see them, be like, oh, oh, what, what we're doing? Oh, we're going on this quest. Let's do it. I don't want to be in a shared world where I can never fucking see them. They're just ghosting about the place. Oh, some, so-and-so has posted a quest. Oh, I'll, I'll join that quest. Oh, you can't do that. You haven't watched the cutscene. Well, can I not just watch the cutscene with them? Would that... I mean, if we start on the quest at the same time, can I not just... Can I not just watch the cutscene then? Can can that work? Maybe? You know? But I mean, that being said, once you've figured out how to do it, works a treat. Works a treat. It's just not. Quality of life improvements. That's what I would call it. Make that quality of life improvement. Capcom, this game is the fastest selling Capcom game on record, which I also find hard to believe because... Resident Evil 5 uh, and 6. I'm almost certain they did fucking huge numbers. Arguably two of the worst fucking installments in that series. And they did huge numbers. Resident Evil 7. By far the better game of the last fucking six Resident Evil games. Anything between Resident Evil 4. By the way, the Wii edition for Resident Evil 4. That shit. That is the seminal edition of Resident Evil 4. Anything between Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 7, dog shit. Dog shit. I mean, maybe you can class, like, I know the remastered one, the original Resident Evil, the remastered that, that was decent. But again, that was just Resident Evil 1, made it look pretty. That was taking Resident Evil 1 and putting a new dress on it. They're like, oh, yeah, man, you're dressing like you're from the 90s. We're going to take off these ripped baggy jeans and we're going to put some ripped skinny jeans on you we're going to take that fucking mullet uh, probably like shave it at number one all the way around uh, and then just leave all the top really we'll just give you a number one across your entire head and just leave that mop just there uh, let's, let's blend blend that a little bit and there you are you look fantastic it's still the same Resident Evil it just looks better so anything between one and seven no, no, four. Anything between four and seven. Anything between one and seven is technically every Resident Evil game. 
anything between four and seven. Fuck off. Get out of my memory banks. I, although I did enjoy five. <laughs> I mean, I can't lie, I enjoyed five a lot. I played the shit out of five. Chris and Shiva. Johnny was always Shiva, by the way. Always. Anybody who looks like he's on roids. That's me. That is me living out a dream that I will never have. But Resident Evil 7 didn't even sell as well. And Resident Evil 7 had a lot of fucking push behind it. It had the uh, the full TV fucking market and assault. It had Kitchen. Which, by the way, Kitchen in VR. Has anybody played Kitchen in VR? My first VR experience ever was Kitchen in VR. I bought PlayStation VR launch day because hashtag franchise buys games and that also includes peripherals and other things that are involved in games. So buys PSVR. I've got Batman VR there, PlayStation Worlds, uh, what, the, what else did I buy? A Valkyrie. There's a couple of other games I bought. Dickhead here went in kitchen for my first ever experience. But ah, God. I shit my pants. I still do. I sometimes put kitchen on and I don't start it. Even now, if I feel like I'm having a really good day, I feel like I need to bring myself down a notch. I just go and sit in kitchen. I go and sit in kitchen and look about and I just think, bye, this is oppressive. I do not feel safe here. This kitchen could be lovely, by the way, if we just put some nice granite worktops over here. Uh, maybe a fruit bowl if we get rid of this bowl full of maggots and stew that hasn't been refrigerated god knows when this could get rid of all this shit bowl of fruit lovely this this guy in the corner who may or may not be dead if we could shift him or put a rug on him maybe just stick a rug over him lovely lovely the oven could probably use a clean oven pride it's not that expensive you know what I mean they'll clean up lush but Sitting in the kitchen is one of the most fucking oppressive things I've ever done. Still to this day. And I mean, I've got my sea legs in VR now. I've seen some things in VR. And obviously I know what you're going to ask. Porn. Have you done VR porn yet, franchise? The answer to that question is no. No, I have not. Will I? Probably. Probably. Uh, I have talked about that on the Happy Accident podcast before. I hate to keep bringing that bad boy up. But if you, uh, if you haven't heard that, do jump on over. Uh, the Monster Hunter World... Fucking Japan brown, Japan black, whatever it is. Heroin. Pure heroin. The They've just nailed it, man. They've nailed it. I can't remember the last time that I sat thinking about a game so much. Even though I've promised powerful young James Campbell, I promised him we made an oath, a sacred game of oath to one another, that we wouldn't play the game without each other. One would not progress further than the other. We'll experience the full thing together. And now that we've figured it out, that we've both got to start separately. Wait till we get past the cutscene. Wait till you're able to fire an SOS flare. Then the other one jump into that campaign, that that quest with them. That, what a fuck on, by the way, Capcom. How we? But anyway, just sitting and it's like, I, I need to play it. I need to play it. I need to get back. I need to be... One, if I'm going solo, I'm never using that bow, by the way. Jesus Christ. That's uh, that's an extra 30 minutes on whatever you're doing, trying to kill something with a bow and arrow when you're alone. But you just... The customization, man. And here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Lots of people have compared Monster Hunter to Destiny and saying, like, Destiny, this is how you do that. 
there's a psychological term for it. It's like a loop. It's a it's something that you do. It's like a reward loop. And really, I should I should have googled this before I came on. But it's like you see something, you grind for it, you get it, and then once you get it, it shows you the next thing, and you want that. So you grind for it and you get it. It's that that reward loop and I can't remember the real term for it you probably do good good but when you see when you find that new monster and you kill it and you get that like the the materials from it after the hunt after you've hunted it down and after you've battled it and the big fucking things and they look stunning as well you've battled it and you've knocked off like limbs and you've knocked off body parts and you've exposed Alright, I've exposed its ribs, hit it in the ribs, hit it in the ribs, that's the weak spot, get it. And it, you get that, you kill it, you harvest it, you take the the hide, the fangs, all that shit, you take all them back to the smithy, and it's just like, oh, well now you can create this. But it shows you what you can have. And that, that is the one. You're wearing your full armour, right? so obviously, I'm, obviously I've got that bone helmet. Obviously, I'm rocking that bone helmet. I've thrown every armor sphere I've got at that bone helmet. I've actually, I've just got rid of the bone helmet. But for the, I'm about what fifth, I'd say between seventeen to twenty hours into the game now. Not by no stretch am I even claiming that I know everything there is to know about Monster Hunter. Here, by the way, I'm telling you from a zero hour to seventeen to twenty hour, the stuff that happens in between there, phenomenal. I can only see it getting better as well, or more convoluted. There's always that. There's always that risk. People have, I've had people in the party talking about like, oh, I'm gonna send you Palico away on a safari or fucking exhibition or something. I'm like, what? You're gonna do what with me, Palico? I've just got this little motherfucker running around looking like a T-Rex, like a tiny raptor, and you're gonna send him off? Do I do I lose him? Is he gone? But no, it's, it's just another game mechanic that I'm unaware of at this point. And that's like 20 hours in. I still haven't figured this shit out. But. When you see the armor sets that you can have, and it blatantly tells you, all right, if you want this, you want this, this, and this. And you're like, but I haven't got that. But I can get it. I can go to the quest board, and I can post an investigation, and I can say to me, buddy, I need some fucking Toby Kadashi piss flaps or something. And then, like, you're off. The periers are off. You go out into the wilderness, and you're hunting for that little lightning lizard bird which has got a weird Japanese human's name alright alright man uh, the franchise place to meet you what's, what's your name uh, Toby Toby what Toby Kadashi place to meet you Toby <laughs> you know what I mean that's a very human name to give a lightning bird lizard but it's just there and then you can even preview it man you can preview the items you see the weapon you want you see the armor set you want and you preview it and you build you build a different armor set out of helmet chest piece, leg piece gauntlets and your nice belt, your fancy belt you can just build it and then look at it and think fucking hell he looks unbelievable like I built mine based on seminal, seminal classic Willow you know Willow little Warwick, what's his face the Ewok, Willow you know in Willow the sort of probably like, you call him the like the sub boss. Before you fight the big boss, you fight the mini boss. You know the mini boss in Willow, and it's the guy who wears all black and he's got the the skull helmet, the animal skull helmet. That I want, like I'd kitted him out to look exactly like that, but just not in black. Ideally, it would have been in black. Everything, I mean, my entire wardrobe's pretty much black, but like that's what I wanted my hunter to look like. And could I fuck 
find a way to shade that. Apparently later on in the game you get shaders for specific items. But by then I'll have far superior armour. And the willow the willow armour will be naught but a pipe dream. But sweet Jesus. Like I'm sitting here talking about Monster Hunter and I've, I'm, I'm feeling myself shaking. I just want to, I want to get back in. I want to get back in a Monster Hunter now. That's how good this is. That's how, that's how deep the hooks are in. And I haven't had that for a long time. In fact, what was the last game to do that? I can't even remember. I cannot even remember what the last game to do that to me was. But, boys and girls, they're the four games I've been buying this week. Not this week. That's between the start of the year and now. But this is the pilot. I just thought I'd let you in on uh, what this what this mess is all about. But also what you can expect from Franchise Buys Games. As I'm going to touch on some news. I'm going to touch on some gaming news. For example, I haven't done a lot of research this week. Because <laughs> it's the pilot and I'm painfully underprepared. If you're expecting one research or two a schedule <laughs> you're in the wrong place you're in the wrong place for example polygon.com PUBG hits 30 million sold on PC but player counts are down concurrent players dip while the number of cheaters banned is only going up that's an example of a new story I might I might get in on you know what I mean PUBG it's a fucking phenomenon but we haven't got the time to talk about PUBG now one piece of news I did want to touch on and this I found on Kotaku UK now there's been a horrific incident sorry another horrific incident in the United States of America in Florida where 17 people have been fucking gunned down so I wondered and it's it's a horrible thing to wonder straight away you're like oh well these people have obviously been killed and it's horrific and I feel terrible for everyone involved and the families and anyone who in any way is touched by what happened there it seems to be a regular occurrence and anyone in sound mind knows what the problem is I'm not going to see it, I'm not even going to see it it's obvious what the problem is and then you get people like this fucking bellend known as US Governor Bevan Bevan? yeah, Bevan Governor Matt Bevan this motherfucker comes out with quotes like this guns are not a problem, we have a cultural problem in America blah 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 America's lost its moral compass uh, and then arrived at violent video games and the culture of death he believes they celebrate. These quote-unquote video games and they're forced down our throats under the guise of protected speech. It's garbage. It's the same as pornography. Blah-dee, 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 blah. Why do we need a video game, for example, that encourages people to kill people? Blah-dee, blah-dee, blah. Governor Matt Bevan you, sir, are a fucking idiot. You need your head checked. Straight up. Somebody said it best, and I can't remember who it was. I'm not going to claim this. Playing a violent video game makes me no more a murderer than playing FIFA makes me a professional footballer. And I speak for the gaming community there. People like you piss me off. You really do. You or what's wrong with the human race. You are empowering people to shoot other people because it's fine to own a firearm. And you blame video games, an actual form of entertainment. Uh, sorry, what makes more money now? 
Film? Nope. TV? Nope. Video games. Video games is the most, is the highest earning industry in entertainment. As well, porn probably is. But video games is up there. Video games overtook movies. Video games are a form of art, they're a form of expression. Play something like Journey. Play something like The Last of Us. Play something like Shadow of the Colossus. What? You don't see people out there trying to murder giant stone monsters. I'm honestly surprised I didn't read the word Grand Theft Auto in that article. That's how fucking... Just... Nah, I can't. I can't even do... I can't even talk about People like him are the problem in America. Uh, Anybody who is in America who's listening to this... My heart goes out of you. My heart bleeds for you. Um... Your gun control's a problem, and the fact that you fucking you've got a, people in the elected Senate with the intelligence of a fucking just a tit, just an actual tit. If you cut off a tit, that's how much intelligence people like that Bevan have got. Blame video games for that shit, idiots, boys and girls. That has been the pilot of hashtag franchise buys games. I thought this was going to be half an hour show, and we've gone ten minutes over that. But if you know, uh, if you know all franchise, that's not uncommon. That's not uncommon to sail past the intended, the intended mark. I can't promise you a schedule. I can't promise you that I'll have uh, an allotted time slot, or you know, an allotted length. Ooh, you want my allotted length, do you? I'll give you an allotted length, boys and girls. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. That's how bad I am at this. Normally I've got somebody else here. It's a reminder. Follow me on social media. I am on Twitter, at the franchise. Search Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Um, Harks back to the old old failed YouTube career days. That's still there. Still use that from time to time. Instagram, the franchise. You know what I mean? Just uh, just get involved. If you want to get involved, get involved. And uh, let's, let's fucking do this. Let's influenza some people. Let's spread around like like the game flu. Let's be the game flu. Let's build a community of the game flu. Let's make people sick. Let's kill the young and the infirm. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Imagine. Imagine if that got through. This, randomly, I'm just going to spitball this, right? First ever episode of Franchise Buys Games. Nobody's expecting any great numbers. But if somehow gets back to Bevan, who blows this up. Me and Bevan at loggerheads. Me and, me and Senator fucking tit at loggerheads. And then it just gets plastered all over Fox News. F- quote from the franchise. Let's kill the young and infirm. That's what would happen. That's exactly how that would play out. Boys and girls. If you've got anything you want to hear. Or you've got any ideas for features. Get in touch. Get in touch. Let's mould this motherfucker. Let's mould this. Let's mould this into our podcast. Because I have got plans. I've got plans. More plans than I've ever had. I'm a planner, you see. Not much of a doer, but I'm a planner. So let's uh, let's see where we can... Let's just jump on and see where we can go with this shit. Let's hop on. Grab hold of it by the mane. Right? Just boot it right in the ribs. And just off. We're off. Boot it in the ribs. See where it takes us. Hold our sword aloft. See where that fucking random bit of light that comes out of the sword... For some reason. See where that takes us. See what colossus there is to slay next. Until next time boys and girls. Laters.